Ohio Habla es un podcast que nace del proyecto Narrativas Orales de Latinos en Ohio, Oral Narratives of Latinos en Ohio. Exploramos la experiencia latina con entrevistas en español, inglés y spanglish. Welcome to Ohio Habla. I'm Elena Fowles. Jose Morales Crispin joins me today to talk about addressing the mentoring needs of young Latino males. Morales Crispin is an educator who works in the Franklin County Sheriff's Office. He is also actively involved with the Latina and Latino community in many areas, including starting the Latino Night Fair, which is an outreach event that connects our familias Latinas with resources. Welcome back to the studio, Jose. Thank you for having me, Elena. Jose, did you have mentors and role models when you were in school, and who were they? I did. Um, surprisingly, they were all Latinas. I had a lot of strong role models from teachers and family members. Like I grew up with my mom and my two sisters. My dad wasn't around that much. Mm -hmm. So all the strong characters and all uh, those qualities, I learned them from them. Mm -hmm. um, and then all the aspect of caring for others, it was also from my teachers. So that's why I eventually decided to become an educator, to try to continue that same path. At any point in your life, did you have any male mentors? Yes. When I was in college, I had one professor that kind of finished those finishing touches as an educator and then point me in the direction of like the importance of the holistic approach when you're in the classroom, not only providing them with knowledge, but also helping all the aspects of the student. The whole student. Eventually led me to work for the community. Mm -hmm. Great. Many of the young Latino men in our community are lacking role model, models and mentors. As educators, we know that this can impact their educational outcomes and their professional journeys, but perhaps even the ability to have good, healthy, inter interpersonal relationships. You, in partnership with the Rising Youth Program, hosted a summit this summer. Uh, what did you learn from it? What were some of the most fruitful conversations that came from this summit? I think one of the most fruitful conversations is that they need someone to listen to mm. or someone to, li to listen to them. Um, they, they're sick, that relationship in which they can share their fears, their strengths without having to put that macho fear mm -hmm. of like, no, I'm untouchable. I don't, I'm, not a, I'm not afraid of showing my feelings. Mm -hmm. So once you take that aspect out of it, it was like they were able to open up and talk about the struggles they go in school and at home. Mm -hmm. um, Toxic masculinity, a lot of them, they want to break this machismo mm -hmm. figure that they have at home or at school, but they don't know how to. Mm -hmm. Because they've seen like their tios, their uh, papas, abuelos continue that behavior. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I don't want to do it. Like they're growing up with that perception of treating women as an equal, mm -hmm. but they want to learn the tools on how to do that. Right, right. So uh, what were the, the top five concerns facing our youth? And you just mentioned toxic masculinity as one of them, wanting to maybe change that narrative of how we treat women. What else? Uh, mental health is another one big one. They, they have a lot of concerns that they're afraid to share with others. Mm -hmm. And that gives them just not enough tools for them to be able to reach out to others. So they might talk to a friend, but usually they do it in a joking manner mm. so that they're not actually putting themselves out there. Mm -hmm. uh, we're also talking about identity. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of Latinos are growing up in like the United States, so they're like, am I Latino enough? Am I American enough? Like, who am I? Mm -hmm. 
Like, do I keep speaking Spanish or do I switch to English or just like try to go back and forth between the two? And then we also have the LGBTQA plus community, which we know that not necessarily super accepting in the Latino community. So a lot of them just try to shelter that aspect of them. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a lot of big concerns and how we're trying to address all of them individually, but at the same time, like provide those tools for for our kids in the community. Right. This idea of brotherhood, creating a strong sense of identity and finding strength in the wisdom of others is key to building a support network. How do you see this happening in our community? I think that in in, in my experience uh, personally, when I first moved here, I didn't have the support. Mm-hmm. I have my family, but I didn't have a community that I can reach out if I had a question. But the more I got involved... I kind of like started to identify those people that I can reach out to. And that's mm-hmm. how we end up meeting each other right. like years ago. Mm-hmm. So building that community in which people know who they can go to mm-hmm. is very important because we all have our strengths. And so we kind of like trying to identify who can we connect to, who we can reach out to for help on any aspect. So if we can mimic that self, but we're a younger generation in which they don't feel like they have to be adults mm-hmm. in order to get the help. It's like, no, you can start working on that at a younger age. Mm-hmm. And then so goes on. So, Jose, I'm going to make a comment about this, uh, the networking, right? I And, and yeah, we met about five years ago. And um, and you said you started to build that relationship with, with community members. But I always see you surrounded by women. <laughs> this is not this is not a, a bad thing, right? But what I'm what I'm saying is that where are the other Latino males out there also engaged in in working and supporting maybe the younger generations, especially when it when it comes to to boys, right? That are growing up uh, by um, bicultural, bilingual, and and trying to find themselves in 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 this city, in this state. They're out there mm-hmm. for sure. It's just like come like coming into the light and be able to like connect with others. Maybe they don't have that that opportunity. I think that through the leadership summit for young Latino men that we hosted this past summer in collaboration with the Dominican Sisters of Peace and Dominican Learning Center, I had a year to try to go door to door and find those men, mm-hmm. and I was able to find a remarkable group of Latinos that are working in the community and they just need a little bit more recognition. Mm-hmm. I think that once they start seeing that one or two start coming out, like others will follow as well. Mm-hmm. And and I think that I know I'm not the only one. I'm <laughs> 100% sure I'm not the only one. But I think that another aspect is that you don't have to be a community leader in mm-hmm. order to be a role model. Mm-hmm. And I think that I want to get that message across that others can if you're doing something good for the community, if you're a good padre, you're a good tío, you're a good hermano, mm-hmm. like you can actually be a role model for a younger generation or even a peer. So that is something that we're trying to to connect with others. Right, to educate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I work with some Latino male students, and I know how important it is for them to have mentors who understand their cultural background and can relate to their own histories. For example, being a first-generation college student. But as a female, I know that I'm limited to how I can relate to them or have conversations about masculinity, for example. I mean, I can always teach them about how to embrace a feminist perspective. I have no problem with that. Um, so what do you think about that? Um, you know, you, you mentioned that uh, when you were younger, most of your mentors or role models were women. Um, when did you, did you even realize that there was a missing piece um, 
by not necessarily having a male um, perspective or mentor or friend that could come along and show you the way. Okay, so when, when I was in college, I, I met a professor that he actually kind of provided me that guidance. Mm-hmm. And I realized that all the examples and everything that I was bringing up, it was experiences from women. Mm-hmm. And he kept asking me, like, do you have a Latino? Like, where's your dad or where's your tios? Like, I have tias, mm-hmm. a lot of them. <laughs> so that relationship kind of like click of mm-hmm. like it, it's not there. Mm-hmm. So I started to kind of like look for that guidance. Mm-hmm. And that eventually led me to be who's providing the guidance for my students. Mm-hmm. I know that in the classroom, especially when I started teaching here in, in, in Ohio, mm-hmm. it was that aspect of like, I have a Latino teacher that looks like me, that speaks like me. Mm-hmm. So then automatically that relationship with my males in the classroom, mm-hmm. it was different mm-hmm. because they can talk to me. And it was that relationship of like, you're no longer el maestro or señor mm-hmm. Morales. You're like a tío mm-hmm. that I can talk to you about things that are going on. I can come to you with a problem. I can goof around. But mm-hmm. also that sense of respect. Right. So I think that it was very important, especially for them to have that. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, the second click came up. Mm-hmm. It's like if I'm providing that for them that I didn't have it when I was growing up, it's more important because they're, they're just a big group. Mm-hmm. So we need to look for those Latinos that can provide that with them. Right. And that's another conversation about having enough Latino male teachers in the classroom, oh, yes. right? <laughs> so that's another podcast. But, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, we recently par- participated in a big table conversation organized by the Columbus Foundation centered around the topic of addressing the needs of our young Latino males. And we gathered different ideas about how to begin to create programs, events, or groups where Latinos can come together to learn and build strong mentoring relationships with other, um, other men in the community. One of the things that I shared was that we really need to have a type of campaign to recruit mentors, right? (laughs) Latino male mentors. And you mentioned um, that that maybe there's a fear or they don't really know um, how to begin a mentoring relationship, or maybe they don't see themselves as good enough (laughs) to be a mentor. Um, So I know that we, we are, we are excited to be thinking about this and working on this. Um, So aside from that, maybe, lack of uh, understanding of what a a mentor is. Uh, What other obstacles do you see um, that is preventing maybe other other, um, Latino men in our community for stepping up? I think commitment Mm -hmm. is something big. Like sometimes we think that by mentoring someone, we're giving them all of our time. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that eventually you build up. Like by sitting down and listening to their concerns Mm -hmm. and providing some type of input. That's the first step. Mm-hmm. You start like baby steps into creating that relationship. And I think that's for me what it happens. Like mm-hmm. I had a problem and I'll talk to uh, like a friend or a mentor. And it was like, okay, what do you think about this? And then that relationship got built. Right. So I think that aspect of like not knowing mm-hmm. is one. And then not having, thinking that they don't have the time. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So I think that by providing those tools for them, we can start to like gather them. It's like it's, it's easier that you're thinking. Right. Like you're overthinking if you're going to be involved. Just right. like go ahead and put yourself out there a little bit and, and yeah. we, we can help you. Yeah. And as I mentor several students here at, at the university, I know that sometimes is as, as simple as showing up to mm-hmm. an event that they're, that they're participating in. Um, just being there is not really sometimes that you have to plan, you know, this yeah. separate um, 
meeting or or um, or activity is just joining them, right? And something that is important to them and just being there. Um, so I know that's part of, you know, developing that mentoring rela- relationship. I know that here sometimes it's just like sitting down and having a coffee. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what's going through your mind? Like, go ahead and tell me about it. And it's just li- that listening part mm-hmm. is a big component because sometimes that is just like rolling in our heads. Mm-hmm. But once you're able to like verbalize it and talk to someone else, it's kind of like, okay, like uh, maybe I'm making a big deal out of it or maybe it's not. Like maybe you have some tools, maybe you don't. But it's the aspect of talking sometimes is, is it makes a big difference. Right. I mean, even texting. Yeah. Students are so connected to social media and, you know, they're, they're, the way that they connect is via messaging. And that's another way. You know, mm-hmm. it's a quick way to just check on, you know, your, your mentee. And I, I like the idea of checking. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, how are you doing? Like mm-hmm. something very simple. Right. It doesn't have like you, you're saying like go all the way, create this separate event. It's like a simple checkup. That's, mm-hmm. a, good, that's a good way. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, Jose, how can we help um, our young men in our community achieve greatness? And this is a big question and maybe a, I'm a soy una idealista, no? <laughs> but I think it's possible for sure. I, I know it's possible. It's, it's definitely possible. And I can tell you, again, by having Latinas that, that help me make that connection, I wouldn't be here right now. So I think that if keeping that same line of providing that um, guidance or support for our younger generation, we're kind of embracing the Latinos to like, okay, I'm going to be more involved. So you're kind of like breaking that cycle of having strong Latinas everywhere. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have a problem with that right. at all. <laughs> But it's also giving like our Latino men that you need to step up. Like mm-hmm. you need to do something for our community, even if it's small. You'll make a difference on on someone's life. Jose, thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you so much for having me. I always love it when you you invite me. Great. <laughs> A todos, gracias por escucharnos y recuerden seguirnos en Facebook y de compartir este podcast con otros. Hasta la próxima. Mm-hmm.